Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Monday, February 13, 2023. It's about 1045 or so in the morning here on the east coast of the United States. Silicon Valley Bank, candidly, I never heard of it until three or four days ago, uh, a relatively small, if you compare it to Wells Fargo or Bank America or uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, a relatively small bank uh, centered in California and known uh, for making loans to tech, tar- uh, to tech startups uh, in the United States, uh, in Great Britain, and in Israel. Uh, famously uh, failed over the weekend, meaning it was unable to meet its obligations. Its its debts were greater than its assets. Its outflow was greater uh, than uh, its income, and it wasn't able to uh, return uh, depositors' money to it, and the federal government took it over. Now, why did the federal government take it over? Well, because we have a banking system in the United States that is micromanaged uh, by the Federal Reserve and by the Department of the Treasury. Banks that fail should be permitted to fail. And the people who deposit their money in there, I'm sorry to say this, unless they went out and purchased their own uh, insurance, uh, are going to lose the money that they deposited there. Why should the government be in the business of insuring banks? I mean, the government can't do anything right. The government kills. Look at what it's doing in Ukraine. Uh, the government goes into debt itself by $2 trillion a year because it can just print money. If you want to get a little snarky, the government can't fill potholes or stop robocalls. Who would trust the government to take care of banks? Now, there's two issues here. One is to bail the bank out, which would mean to bail out the investors in the bank. That the government is not doing. If you own shares of stock in Silicon Valley Bank, those shares are worthless this morning and the government is not going to bail you out. The other is a bailout if you're a depositor there. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation insures all deposits up to $250,000. If you have a million dollars in the bank, you have to break that up into four bank accounts of $250,000 or five bank accounts because the 250,000 is going to be earning interest and you're only insured uh, up to the 250. The federal government has decided to break its own rules. What a surprise. Uh, And insure all deposits, even those that are over 250,000. Breaking its rules, where does the money come from? Take a guess. It's going to borrow it. The feds will borrow it by printing money or selling bonds or or getting money from their friends at the Federal Reserve, and they'll use that money to bail out the depositors in this bank. How does the government decide whom to bail out? 
That's the problem. That's why the free market should regulate these things and not government bureaucrats. Who decided just to bail out the depositors and not to bail out the passive investors? All right, the president wanted to sound like a tough guy. Here he is about half an hour ago. The management of these banks will be fired. If the bank is taken over by FDIC, the people running the bank should not work there anymore. Okay, that makes sense. But the if is what is uh, troubling. The federal government is one of limited powers. The Constitution does not authorize the existence of the Federal Reserve. It does not authorize the federal government to micromanage banks. It doesn't even authorize the federal government to own a bank. Even though there's a Supreme Court opinion, one of the worst in history, called McCullough versus Maryland. It's an 1824 opinion articulating the federal government can own a bank. It wasn't the Federal Reserve. It was the second national bank of the United States, which eventually became uh, the Federal Reserve. But all all of these shenanigans uh, with respect to the government and banking are perpetrated by people who don't recognize the Constitution as imposing a restraint on the federal government. They employ the Wilsonian view of government. The Madisonian, as in James Madison, view of the federal government is simple. The federal government can only do what the Constitution authorizes it to do. And all other government functions, read the Tenth Amendment, are reserved to the states or to the people. If to the people, meaning government can't regulate it at all, like government can't regulate thought or speech or the press. Uh, if to the states, then, then the states would have to regulate these things that are not authorized for the federal government to do. That's the Madisonian view of the government. The Wilsonian view of the government, as in Woodrow Wilson is, the federal government can do whatever there is a national political will for it to do, except that which is expressly prohibited to it in the Constitution. So these are the opposite. Madison, the government can only do what is expressly authorized. Wilson, the government can do whatever it wants, except that which is expressly prohibited. We have had the Wilsonian version of the Constitution and of the federal government since Woodrow Wilson was president of the United States 110 years ago. And every president since then, including even Ronald Reagan, has followed that Wilsonian model. The Constitution be damned unless there's some express authorization or excuse me, unless there's some express prohibition in the Constitution, we're going to do what we want to do because we want to get reelected. So Joe Biden comes off as a hero by bailing out all the depositors, American and foreign, in this bank whose deposits exceed 250000 If your deposit is under 250000 the FDIC bails you out. Where does the FDIC get its money from? Well, from two sources. One, the banks are for are forced to fund the FDIC. So nobody really buys insurance anymore to insure their own bank accounts, which is the way it should be. Uh, the FDIC, of course, also gets cash from the federal government. Where does the federal government get cash? It takes tax dollars from you and it prints money. Doesn't literally print it anymore. It just adds zeros to the accounts uh, of the banks. Uh, in in the Federal Reserve. The whole thing is a Ponzi scheme, which if you or I engaged in this, 
we would all be prosecuted. But the federal government, of course, is one huge Ponzi scheme uh, by spending money that it doesn't have. Uh, and so it exempts itself from the prosecution for its own uh, laws. What happens when the government breaks its own laws? Well, the government gets away with it. Uh, there is a Proud Boys trial going on in Washington, D.C. as we speak. Well, it was going on until Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon, an FBI agent on the witness stand admitted to the following. One, that she was asked to edit out the name of another FBI agent who was present at a very critical meeting that the courtroom is scrutinizing because that FBI agent has some personal baggage and didn't want to be called as a witness. Two, that she was asked by her bosses to destroy 338 pieces of evidence. Three, that she and her FBI colleagues have been spying on the communications between one of the Proud Boys in jail. They're all in jail. Nobody gets bail in these January 6th cases. And his lawyers. So you have an FBI agent on the witness stand admitting she was told to alter evidence, to destroy evidence, and to participate in a violation of the attorney-client privilege by spying on the communications between one of the lawyers in the courtroom and his defend his client seated next to him in the courtroom. What will happen to this FBI agent? Nothing. What will happen to her bosses who instructed her to do this? Nothing. The only time FBI agents get in trouble is when they receive money for their rogue behavior. But when they violate the Fourth Amendment, when they engage in computer hacking, when they violate the attorney-client privilege, when they assault the, the right to a fair trial, all of which they've sworn to uphold, they took the same oath that I did to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. When I became a judge, it's the very same oath that they took when they became FBI agents. What will happen to them? Nothing. What will happen to the Proud Boys? Well, the Proud Boys are charged with a sedition. Sedition is a conspiracy, a conspiracy to overthrow the government of the United States. A conspiracy is an agreement by two or more persons to commit a crime where at least one of those agreeing takes one step in furtherance of the crime. Should people be prosecuted for an agreement to commit a crime that's impossible to commit? How could six people, there are six defendants in this case, possibly overthrow the government of the United States by violence? It is impossible. I have argued that these people shouldn't be prosecuted because when you prosecute someone for entering into an agreement that is impossible to carry out, A, there's no harm, B, you're just punishing thoughts. Thoughts? Under the natural law, you can think whatever you want. You can even think horrible things about the government. And you can say what you think and publish what you say. That's the beauty of living in a country based on natural rights. Except when, of course, the government doesn't honor or respect those natural rights. I don't know what's going to happen uh, to the trial. This is the subject of my uh, column this week. I just finished doing all uh, the research, and I'm writing the column now. You'll see it at judgenap.com uh, on Thursday morning. You'll see it at uh, Washington Times on lewrockwell.com and the other places where my column goes, uh, where, where it is uh, posted and printed.
but it is infuriating that this should happen to criminal defendants in the United States of America. What should the judge do? Dismiss the indictments, throw the cases out, order the federal government to prosecute the FBI agents that did all this. Don't hold your breath. Ray McGovern on CIA lying and killing at 11 o'clock this morning Eastern. More on all of this as we get it. Judge Napolitano for judging freedom.